Welcome to the new Teacher Talk podcast. We are helping you find your passion, learn your craft, and share your successes. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> How's it going, Pablo? I'm doing well, Wes. How you doing, buddy? I am doing terrific. Terrifically. That's a, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to be doing. <laughs> doing terrifically. <laughs> Uh, well, we're rolling here into summertime. Love it. Uh, Literally rolling into summertime. <laughs> I know everybody else out there in podcast land doesn't know what that means, but I'm going to tell you, we're in a car, and we have a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour drive uh, outside of our city, yep. and we're heading to, which is actually, I don't know if it's world-famous, but it's, it's yeah, famous. actually world-famous because of you, too. Yeah. We're headed to Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Anyway, so yeah, I digress. Yeah. It's cool. It's like today was the last day of school with students, and we're going out for a little uh, photography trip, astrophotography. It's something we're both into, and uh, we are podcasting from the car. That's right. We want to thank all of our patrons, the people who are following us, both on iTunes and on Stitcher. Google Play and uh, iTunes. (laughs) There's one more. Yeah, Anchor. Anchor Anchor FM. We actually... Moved our whole podcast over to Anchor FM, so hopefully if you're listening to us there, we appreciate you. But we also appreciate you if you're listening to us on Stitcher and all of the podcast places. And just a plug for Anchor, I mean, if you're doing uh, thinking about podcasting with students, it's an easy platform to get started on. Um, So check them out. And DM us on Instagram is probably one of the easiest ways to, to write back and forth if you have questions about that. We'd love to help you. Yeah, and if you are a first-year teacher and you just finished up or you're about to finish up your first year, um, know that I am clapping for you right now. I'm giving you a <laughs> round of applause. Yeah, Wes and I are. And we appreciate you, and uh, we hope it was all that you thought it would be and more, and um, hope you're getting ready. Uh, but not yet. Go ahead, take that break. Yeah. But um, now is as good a time as any, though, is I, what I'd like to do in the classroom, and that was to get right after. Right after it, right after the school you're in, because you just, um, you need time. You need time to, you know, recharge the batteries and all, but it's a good time to start reflecting anyways on your year. Yeah, and we actually do have a segment planned, and we're going to get to it, and we're going to talk about (laughs) a little bit of what's going on in our work in our district. But what you said just reminded me of, um, I was listening to a, a phone call between my wife, who's a teacher, and her daughter, who is just wrapping up her second year and what you're saying uh, reminded me it was so interesting her first year predictably um, last year was tough it was tough and then she moved districts moved to a new school got a um, little bit older set of kids and I just remember she's this conversation today she was reflecting on her year and she's so she's like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna she had all her priorities I'm gonna work on this I'm gonna get better at this I'm gonna get this yeah and and at the end of last year, it, it was like you, you just wondered if she was really going to stick with it because she ended the year and it was just kind of like exhaustion. And this end of year two is more like just hope and like positive outlook and planning. And it, just so a reminder, if you had a tough year, just know that it gets better and every every year is not the same. And just keep uh, learning and growing and um, be positive and set goals. And, uh, yeah, good things will come to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on the docket today, we are talking a little bit about what we've been working on over the last couple of months to 
prepare for a uh, kind of a gathering of the minds of yeah. different uh, different people in our district. We have teachers, mainly teachers and administrators coming from different school sites to talk about choice, voice, and agency. Yeah, we're doing a, we're doing a conference or uh, sometimes we call it a retreat. Retreat, that's the word I was really looking yeah. for. But, but meeting of the minds works. Right? Yeah, meeting of the minds. <laughs> but it's cool because this is, we did it for the first time last year. I've never done anything like it in education. We took teachers away um, to like a secluded rural area. Nothing scary. (laughs) It was um, just getting way into the mountains and, you know, uh, 24 hours or 48 hours of just kind of thinking and prioritizing and reflecting and setting goals and and, uh, really kind of revisioning our personalized learning initiatives. And we're doing it again this year with a little bit bigger group and um, a lot more steam, I think, this direction that we're going to talk about today on the the episode i think we're excited about and i feel that it's it's going to work for teachers uh, in our district and that's why we're sharing it is that we think it might might help you as well yeah absolutely so let's get right into it the 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 idea that kind of spawned a lot of what we um i mean we've been doing personalized learning in our district for a while and for new teachers we want what we want you to get out of this this episode is that you can definitely do things in or you can make micro adjustments to your classroom and yes. your style and your pedagogy and the way that you interact with students and you don't need to take all of it in at one time everybody has a different uh, on-ramp if you will so uh, some of us go in the fast lane some of us go in the you know the center lane or some of us go in the slow lane as they call it when you're on the highway and it, the same thing goes for adding different pieces to your repertoire when you are an educator and a teacher yeah and so um, choice voice and agency is our focus this summer at our um, at our retreat and one of the first things I'd like to talk about and, and give kudos is to our uh, TOSA team, our yeah. TOSA staff, who has developed what we're calling overlays. And they're like what I called a, a, a transparency. <laughs> and what old, I, old school transparency. Yeah, so if, you, if you're a new teacher, maybe you haven't You've never, never seen an overhead <laughs> projector. <laughs> Probably not. But if you have, they're actually, they're kind of cool. They're cool. They're cool. <laughs> uh, but so the idea of the overlays was to be able to, it's almost like a set of um, architectural plans, if mm-hmm, you will. Mm-hmm. And as I- every transparency or overlay that you drop on top adds a different layer of yeah. not necessarily rigor, but just uh, provides something different for the teacher and or the yeah. student to uh, react to or to work in. And the idea of that is that we can get as complex as you need to get, or you can, again, be as, it can be as simple yeah. as it needs to be. And so that's what these overlays were developed. They were developed in mind of not building units because we're trying to utilize the existing units curriculum. of study, yes. that, the curriculum that we already have and have paid for paid for yeah. in our district yeah. so we have newly adopted uh books ELA. Yeah, yeah ela books and curriculum um and so we're gonna we're gonna work with that because I, we do know and we understand after doing this for many years that there are times where when you're you're building something outside of something that's new mm-hmm. it be, it can be difficult 
It can't yeah. be difficult because you do have a lot to learn with the new curriculum. So we understand that, and I think we, we've started to kind of, you know, work within the system that we're already in because yeah. I think it, it, it helps. It, yeah. it definitely helps. It's not one more thing uh, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so one way to think about this is, like, we have our curriculum, we have our textbooks, and then um, it, it's like a customization of that. It's like you're hot-rodding that, to use kind of uh, the car metaphor. Mm -hmm. um, you're like you're, like you're fine-tuning it, you're refining it, and you're putting uh, a certain lens over your, the lesson that already exists that's provided to you to provide choice, voice, and agency um, which are ways that we, one, think better engage students. So they're, they're more wholeheartedly um, involved in and their brains are activated by the lesson because they're excited and they're in tune and they're, they're sensing the enthusiasm from the teacher and they're producing enthusiasm th themselves. But beyond engagement, which is, uh, I would call it a temporary phenomenon. Like I can be engaged by a TV show, turn it off, and it doesn't sure. affect my life right. at all. So I can be engaged in something that's fun, but then we're kind of shifting into more of the trying to get to the agency piece, which is something that is empowering and it has lasting effect in the students' lives and the lives of the people they care about in their community. Um, and that's more along the lines of something you might have referred to in the past as project-based learning. Um, and that's, you know, those also bring up, you know, ideas of like units project-based learning units um, but we're trying to get away from these kind of monolithic like oh i have to commit to this four-week unit and trying to provide um, miniature on-ramps for teachers or many mm. different ways for them yes. to think about dropping in more choice more voice and more agency anywhere along the line anywhere along the lesson anywhere along the day um, to help engage and empower students Yes, and I, I like that you talked about engagement. And while it might be, um, you know, something that is fleeting at times, it's also super important to have it. Yeah. Because <laughs> in a classroom, right? But but you know, in a classroom, in, in from year to year, from day to day, minute to minute, that we want students engaged, and overall, we want a magical experience. For our students, we want students to want to come to school, yeah. right? Not just, again, for um, recess time or to be hanging socially, because that's what a lot of students, when they think about their school you know, career, they think about the relationships that they build. And that's okay. That's important, too. Yeah. The socialization. So the socialization piece is super important in, in the classroom or in the school setting. But within the classroom, we have to hook them. Yeah, it's not a it's not a trick thing. You shouldn't think that kids are just coming naturally to school like they should just learn. <laughs> That's not how, they want yeah. to learn. They're all students are very inquisitive, especially early on. Um, a lot of times we deter that based on test scores and you you know the whole. I'm not going to go down that road. I'm going to yeah, stay yeah. on this road. But <laughs> at the same at the same time, we need to be able to figure out a way to engage them on you know 24 yeah. 7 like we want them always thinking about the next thing about themselves and what they're doing and yeah. so to get onto the engagement piece is in arrowhead um uh, that's I'm, where the retreat is yeah sorry lake in arrowhead, arrowhead. Cal lake arrowhead california what we are 
working on right now to start the evening is a, and again, we're working with teachers and administrators, counselors and such. And what we're working on is an escape room. Mm-hmm. Now, escape rooms are nothing new, uh, but no, neither are scavenger hunts. And I feel like these are kind of very directed, um, critical thinking types of scavenger yeah. hunts, if you will. It's yeah. not just find one thing and then you're done. Check it off the list. It's the next level of that. But scavenger hunts actually are a great way to start the year. Yeah. Um, but being able to utilize the model for an escape room, and that is getting into, now think about it, getting into a room and try to figure yourself out of the room. And you're only the only clues that you have mm-hmm. are what's what you're willing to be inquisitive about. Yeah. Right? So uh, just like a student, if you're not really willing to engage then you're probably not willing to learn and so if you're willing to engage then you you have a step up with that student to be able to reach them touch them and change their lives and so just using different pieces from escape room um kind of almost like gamification type of tactics that you can get your class leveled up in that like you don't have to have a full escape room experience for the year you can just do it in segments although that would be cool that there's a means to the end in terms of like (laughs) that would be intricate like your your whole year is an escape room (laughs) yeah Um, and again i don't necessarily like the word i'm just utilizing it because that is most popular term breakout edu is also something that's very popular so hey if you're doing a breakout or you're doing escape room but the idea is to utilize smaller chunks smaller clues to get students in and then have them discover yeah. the knowledge that you're actually trying to utilize yeah. what in the curriculum that you you are in so now just to to tie that um that piece of the escape room experience into where we're planting it in the retreat experience it's yeah. it's the opening night and yep. so i think that's key is we have people coming together and so they're going to develop relationships as they work together mm-hmm. in an environment where no one knows the right answer. And the people who have put it together for them are not telling them what to think or, or how to solve it. We're just providing an environment where they can be inquisitive and try to discover how to, how to solve this. So I think it it's sets the tone uh, yes. for, for the retreat to talk about choice, voice, and agency um, because there's a lot of choice in them, in those moments where they're exploring how to how to solve this, um, we're not saying okay, let's all do you know directed uh, direct instruction and then guided practice. Um, it's much more open and flexible. So here's a reflection I just had. Um, I used to do something called lateral thinking puzzles. I don't know if that's a common term, but I used to go to the bookstore and you could buy lateral thinking puzzles, and um, there's the type of um, kind of it's almost a riddle you read to your class um, or to someone and then they ask yes or no questions and usually there's hidden information or the the story or anecdote is told in such a way that there's uh, assumptions they make when they hear it Um, but by asking yes or no questions they can solve the riddle Um, and I'm, I'm trying to think of a common one there's one like you know, a, a person gets in a car accident and they go to the doctor to get saved and 
the doctor says, oh, this is, I'm married to them or something like that. And there's something about gender and the assumption is that you think the doctor's a male. And so that's confusing for you because that's one of the stereotypes about people who are in the medical profession as doctors. Is, so th in the story, you just think they're male, but the answer is the, the surgeon is a woman. And then that's, that's part of the, the puzzle. So it's just things mm -hmm. like, yeah. things like that. So my reflection is I used to save this and do it on Fridays, they they would earn like bonus time, and we would do lateral thinking puzzles at the end of the week with these the time they had saved in transitions or whatever. I kept kind of a, a count of that, and I was just realizing I put off the inquisitive, curiosity sparking activity till the end of the week <laughs> when they're all done yeah. with their thinking. And I, I mean, why didn't I just you know bank that and start Monday off with that? and get their like curiosity fired up um like it. like we're doing yeah. with the retreat yeah so we're intentionally starting the retreat with this breakout or this escape room experience to try to get people's hearts and minds open to the possibilities that um the answers aren't written down there there's no like answer key and we're not going to tell them what to do or how to think but um but we are trying to provide a magical experience and environment for them um and that's something we want to transfer to how they um, can structure their classrooms and their learning environments. Absolutely. Let me give you just a little bit more context and then we'll go on to the yep, next yep. day uh, of the retreat. But the the um, escape room itself starts out with a, because we're, we're doing a little play on it's the end of the school year, it's time to go on vacation. Yep. So we're starting out the in the middle of the room, there'll be a suitcase. In the suitcase, it'll essentially have a message to everybody stating that, hey, um, you know, vacation is upon you. What are some of the essential things that you need to go on vacation? You're in the right spot. We can take care of all your, all your needs. You just need to bring a few of the necessities that are found in this room and grab your passports and you're on your way. And really the idea is once they get to the passports that that's that they've won the game essentially or they're ready to go on vacation and so we have six essential items that we want them to get things like toothbrush a toothbrush some mm -hmm. sunscreen bathing suit and so on but those six essentials however you want to run it those are micro um adventures for them mm -hmm. to go out and seek knowledge about and you could set that up any way you want you don't have to make this very difficult everything we have is pretty much either locked up in a box or some type of cryptic message that they need to solve yeah and so um it it just adds a layer of uh uniqueness to learning it adds a layer of fun mm -hmm. to learning and that is how we're going to change and flip the script on education and keep more kids engaged. And again, you don't have to swallow. I mean, I'm going to give you some practical advice. You don't have to swallow all of this up yeah. at once. Yeah. Take one thing from a breakout EDU game and just tr transpose it or overlay it yeah. onto what you're currently doing and things you already had success with. And I promise you that you will level up uh, your engagement and your yeah. your learning opportunities for your students. Yeah. And so actually, here's a, a shout out. Um, there's a 
uh, Kristen Campos. Is she a kinder? She's a kinder mm -hmm. teacher. Mm -hmm. So we visited uh, one of the schools in our district, and she's at Kinder Playground on Instagram. And you can DM her and ask uh, questions. Fabulous oh, teacher. Oh, my gosh. So she has kindergartners doing a breakout experience. And uh, it's just masterful. And she's having them work at such a high level. Uh, intellectual level just about curiosity and thinking through things and when they uh, kind of solve a clue she stops the whole class and they talk through it and she asks the student so the students are kind of peer modeling for everyone else you know well I thought this and then I saw this and so they're doing these think alouds um, but for students who are for teachers who think oh my students aren't um, able to to do that like I, I've seen kindergartners do it and it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, there's kids all over looking under the tables and trying to gather all these clues, and they're like that engagement level is is there. You know, it's 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 great. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, I, I think we're going to move on from yep, the escape yep. room and the opening night of engagement. But think about that for your opening day of school next year yeah which is you know three months two and a half months depending if you're in year-round school it's not far away but wherever you're at this is a perfect opportunity to start thinking about those things not yeah. the week before because then it things get rushed and especially as a new teacher you're going to have a lot on your plate already yeah uh things move a little bit slower as the years go you know go by but you should be adding to your plate as well so then, you know, you have a full assortment of tools at your disposal. But certainly utilizing these critical thinking uh, task cards, if you will, even. Yeah. Uh, one, actually, I, I lied, which I often <laughs> do on this show. Um, I wanted to bring up one more thing, and that was a discussion that we had. How cool would it be to actually get a cadre, a cohort of students that are coming to your classroom that will be in your classroom next year and talk with, you know, set up, set aside some time and plan with them mm -hmm. what's going to happen, what yeah. they would like to see for the school year. Oh, yeah. You could actually start the year with it and do it a little bit later. But yeah. if you could start it and get a few kids, even a focus group during the summer, that would be super yeah. powerful. Yeah, and I, I have to agree and double down on that. Even though you think, like, what? Bring in students for planning over the summer? Like, that's my job or, you know, whatever you might be thinking. There's so much power in it, and it's not just to engage the students. I mean, there's a lot of reflection that happens when you sit down and try to plan something with the students because you hear what their questions are and what their misconceptions might be or what their priorities are or their worries you know yeah. and and so it just makes you um a better um more finely tuned educator um uh, to do that um yeah so uh, here's a, a quick shout out to clinton mosley he's one of the teachers in our district uh, at 411 teacher on twitter um, he planned an escape room for his science classes seventh grade and he had eighth grade students facilitate the various um kind of stations and so that was that was a whole other yeah. level of in, involving kind of like um you know sort of peer mentors but like one grade above kind of to help everything run smoothly but you know it really helped the team of teachers who were putting this together 
because you're explaining to the eighth graders and if they're like wait what what do you <laughs> what do you think is going to happen and so to have uh the opportunity to explain to them and get them on board answer their questions makes your planning much more solid and then you're distributing the leadership and you're helping them impact the the seventh graders um, so that was another cool um, thing actually based off an escape room experience where um, we used uh you know peer leaders uh, so that was that was a cool experience as well. Yeah. So at this point, we want to thank you for hanging with us yeah, yeah, so yeah. far. I, I, I didn't know if this was going to be a two-parter, <laughs> and I certainly could turn into that because I, I think we really got into that, just the, the first part of it. But the day two will yeah. really get into the overlays, and we're not going to necessarily get into it here. And yeah. um, in a future broadcast, we'll certainly have the overlays available and kind of the structure to it so, or reach out to us on a social media at uh, Pablo and Wes on Instagram and you know you can talk to us there and, and obviously DM us and, and reach reach out to us because we we certainly would like to talk to you and it, especially if you do anything or any of the this discussion has provoked any thoughts of things that you might do for your classroom next year or you have some ideas please share them on Instagram and or Twitter yeah. for that matter. We, we'd love to talk to you about it and love to hear from you Absolutely. And, and share in your successes for sure. Uh, but day two talks a little bit more about the why and getting into the overlays. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about sure. what you're, you're going to, what yeah. you're going to do with the, yeah. So my part, uh, I'm doing the icebreaker portion at the beginning of the day and um, I have a strategy that I use called the communication line where I, I pair people up and they, they do an active listening exercise. And that's just a structured speaking experience. And then the question is just uh, leads into the content. So um, usually there's kind of an open-ended question, more get to know you thing. And then there's a more focused question. But during that, I'm pra having them practice active listening. And so the way I always do it, or almost always do it, is I say, um, create a single file line in order of, you know, the distance from this spot on Earth to where you were born. So we have kind of a geographical sequence and people line up. And then I double the line back on itself and I partner them up and have them get to know somebody and they share something about where they were born. And so that's, that's a very structured way and it's a very directed way to do it. And that's what I always do. And then as we we're developing our theories on choice voice and agency, I realized how could I put more choice into this structured speaking experience? And so I'm going to just share a concrete example. Um, it's called clock, uh, clock Partners. And um, I've seen this done in a workshop, um, but you can do it in your class. I've done it in my classes. You just have students take a um, you know, piece of paper and they draw a clock face on it and they label 12, 3, 6, and 9. And then you say, okay, everybody stand up, partner up with somebody, and write their name at 12 o'clock. That's your 12 o'clock partner. Okay, switch partners and write that person's name at uh, 3 o'clock. Do it again for 6 o'clock. Do it again for 9 o'clock. And you say, keep that paper with you, filed away, or just memorize who these people are. And then anytime that week or that month or that year even, anytime you want to do structured speaking, you say, okay, we're going to go talk to your 9 o'clock partner. And everybody knows instantly oh, that's one other person in this room, it's that person, and hopefully given the two people, they can remember who, who each other are. Um, and then it's a way to put choice in because when they're picking their partners those first four times, 
um, they're, they're choosing who they want to partner up with. And some of that's going to be random and by proximity, uh, but it's also not teacher controlled. And so you're putting that element out there um, of flexibility and free will for the students to um, take action. So that, that's how I'm going to plan to change up the communication line is to put more choice into it. So I'm going to use clock partners, and that's just a, a strategy for um, putting a little student choice into um, partners. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. And just to reiterate, um, again, and I can't emphasize it enough, is that we want to make sure that as a new teacher, you're comfortable. And comfortable trying is different than, you know, not trying at all. Like if you do not try because something is overwhelming, yeah. then you're, you're, you're going to tend not to want to do these things because you know that there's a lot of things that you need to do. And so in the end, I, I just want to make certain that you give yourself, you know, the, um, the opportunities to do these types of things with your students because um, in the end, your classroom will be that much better for yeah. it. And attitude's everything. And uh, I came up with an acronym <laughs> just before West. Uh, you know, I'm not much on acronyms, but I try to think. <laughs> You're good. You're good. <laughs> no, I just wanted to like, I want to remember it this way because this is the way I think about yeah. choice, voice, and agency. And the first, uh, I came up with APE, I think it is. And yeah, A-P-E. Yeah. And A for me is you have to have an attitude to have choice. Like when you're choosing something, there's yeah. something internal, yeah. right, that speaks to you and that, you know, kind of drives you and allows you to say, hey, I want, I want in on that. Yeah. And that's that, a po positive outlook. Yes. No, absolutely. It's, it's perfect. So there's a certain attitude that you, you want students to have, and, but you have to cultivate that environment. It's just not going to happen like True. just because it's school and that's just not how it works. So you got to work hard as a teacher and as, and as teachers, we do work hard. And so, uh, we want to, you know, have the right energy and push it in the right direction. And when you have a lot of energy moving in the same direction, I, I feel you, you can do some super things. Yeah. And, and so attitude is, is definitely one of them. And then, uh, plan. Yeah, plan. So I think, no, it's perfect. No, thank you. So you have to, you know, we talked about choice, but voice is about planning the product that you're going to produce and how you're going to produce it. So it could be a video. And these these are going to lay right or uh, sit right in line with our overlays that just provide students. It You do not have to create recipes for your students. Like everybody doesn't need to create the... Um, you know, the project on the butterfly. Right. You know, so if you're talking about a certain type of species, then let them at least, like, so there's different levels to this, right? Yeah. And so at least give them a uh, choice there or yeah. a voice in what they're going to select. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's baseline, right? And it's not a bad thing. It's just where you're at and where you're comfortable with your students. But a lot of the times we create recipes for students and they're just following templates finishing things off and everybody's doing a book report on the same book yeah uh, so know. here's a, an example we had a um an uh, experience in our district where fourth grade goes to the zoo nearby they pick an endangered animal they research it and they go to the zoo and present to the zoo keepers and the zoo personnel their facts on uh their 
uh, animal. And then the, the zookeepers, it's brilliant. It's beautiful. They give them feedback say, hey, did you know this? Have you thought about this? Thank you for sharing this. I'm glad you pointed out this. The students get to choose the animal, but then the structure for the presentation is really, really rigid. And everybody's presentation, they say the same thing. You know, I'm the, you know, I forget, I'm the recorder for the group or I'm the um, recreation officer and they have these titles and they, it means this is my area of research. Um, and that's okay, they're fourth grade, but I think one of the things we're learning through voice and choice and agency is, yes, we let them choose the animal and that's a good entry point into choice and voice, but how, how can they also have more expression in creating the product? Is it a video they're gonna produce? Is it maybe a website? Is it um, something in terms of the structure? Maybe they wanna do a public service announcement that sounds very different in tone because it's a different type yeah. of genre of writing than the, um, the, uh, the presentations we had, at, and I'm saying this carefully and intentionally, that we had structured for them. Mm -hmm. That's what we did in the past. And that's not really the way the world is uh, going. I mean, we're, we, have, we see much more flexibility and, you know, the statistics predict most of the jobs that will exist in the future don't exist now. So by us creating structures for them in the report, we're actually taking away some of the valuable learning that uh, they're going to need for the future. Nice. Yes. Yes, Wes. <laughs> and the last one, I'm just going to finish the APE off, A-P-E. And so that was attitude, plan, and then execute. And to execute, it means for, and these are all more student-focused. Um, so students should have a certain attitude about what they're going to do in the classroom on a certain project activity mm -hmm. or so on. They should have um, a plan on what they're going to produce and how they're going to produce it. And then they need to execute. And I tie that to agency, mm -hmm. right? They need to execute what they're going to do beyond the classroom or within the classroom, but message out. And this is not something you will do every time. You will not necessarily have this type of agency mm -hmm. on every single thing that you do. It's something that builds upon or gets built over time and that you kind of build up layers so then you have something to really say, okay, I'm at a point in whatever it is that I'm uh, creating or producing that I want to share this yeah. with the world. Yeah. And the world could be some, you know, a community member right outside of or locally in your area, or it really could be someone around the world why you're actually or who you're doing it for. Yeah. Right. On behalf of and who you're trying to support. Um, so executing is key because that means you're actually you've planned and you're actually delivering now and yeah. you're trying. Yeah. And the, the key phrase I think of with that is authentic audience. Yes. And for our fourth graders, that is they've researched the animals and they present them to the zookeepers, present the research to the zookeepers who know that's the authenticity of it. They're actually somebody who's deeply invested in what people know and think about the animals. And so their feedback is worth a lot. And you could see the kids kind of uh, stand up straighter when they're facing the zookeepers during their, they kind of have a Q and A portion. Like that's, that's a valuable um, engagement or an experience, an exchange of opinion and give and take. But you can't do that every time. Right. <laughs> you can't go to the zoo. Uh, but the thing is, once you're thinking along those lines, 
you start to see, and like you said, it's a, a layered experience. You start to see things that you can build into the curriculum that really do connect students to professionals who are, you know, passionate about their work and they're much more um, valuable source of input on these topics than we are as teachers. You know, we have limited experiences and and perspectives and to connect them to the world is, you know, it's, it's I would say it's our duty. Um, it's just yes. sometimes it's challenging. So we just need to be ready for that challenge. Absolutely. And so the last part, we'll, we'll finish with this. The last part of our um, professional development up at this retreat is to essentially give the teachers and the administrators, allow them and give them time to actually now dive in and not just dive in. They're going to hear from Artosas who are going to talk about the overlays. They're going to hear from some teachers that at the end of the year actually utilize some of these strategies to incorporate them into their final um, final units of study. And they're going to actually be able to start just identifying and having discussions around uh, choice, voice, and agency, overlaying different things to engage students. And that's what my message to you as a new teacher would be give yourself time whether you're going to be paid for paid by a district or your school to do some extra work or you're just going to find it within yourself kind of have that attitude that I'm going to do the extra things for my students before they come into the classroom next year that you just have to think about now is the time to start thinking about what you're going to do for your students that's going to level them up and level up your classroom in terms of learning so just give yourself time don't leave it till the end of the summer um you'll you you may get to it but you probably won't do it with fidelity um and at a high level so give yourself time give yourself that breathing room and um i think i think you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised and we just we'd love to continue have this conversation especially about uh choice voice and agency and kind of flipping the educational model as it stands today yeah well said well said well we thank you for joining us and we want to encourage you to connect with us on itunes give us a five star rating and uh, leave us some kind words of encouragement five stars Uh, five stars um i think we have something new on anchor where you can support us through donations um, so check cup of out coffee. that. Cup of coffee. <laughs> Buy us a cup of coffee. I like Starbucks. Three fifty. <laughs> Caramel iced coffee. Venti. <laughs> Caramel iced coffee with almond milk. I used to put soy in there. There you go. Switched it up to almond milk. Switched it up. Yeah, I love that drink. Good stuff. Good stuff. So yeah, and uh, we are kicking it off into summer, and we're gonna have more episodes coming soon for you. So uh, it's relaxing over summer, but it's always a good time to you know get some input in so uh we thank you for joining in and uh we'll be we'll be seeing you and just remember to follow us on all the things on the socials there we go we're out peace connect with us on social media at pablo and wes on twitter instagram snapchat youtube and all the podcast places on the web like itunes google play stitcher and overcast and remember to get your free special gift at pabloandwest.com slash gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>